What's going on, everybody? Welcome to NSAU. That is nothing super about us. This is a show where there's nothing super about us, but there is something super about the topics we cover. We discuss the infinite possibilities and theories that could occur in the ever-expanding cinematic and comic book universes. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen to episode eight today's episode we're going to be touching on the mortal kombat movie that came out recently the season finale of falcon and the winter soldier and of course as always i'm sure you guys know we're gonna get to invincible but we're gonna start things off with mortal kombat now we told you we'd watch it we did not watch the first movie that came out we're going to watch it after this one. We have a baseline for it now. Um, so, Mitch, give me some thoughts you had from Mortal Kombat. Uh, so, my initial thoughts, uh, you know, be seeing that this is a very raw take for the both of us, you know, not very little exposure to the Mortal Kombat world besides the video games. Um, my thoughts was I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the you know it wasn't my favorite movie uh of this year or it w- it probably won't be my favorite movie of this year but I would watch it again and again I'd watch, like, it, again. I, I'd watch it a couple more times because it was like I was watching a video game it was like watching the like watching someone else play which and it was so cool because they had those little like the moments f- yes yeah. like the fatality or finish him or flawless victory like it yeah. was just those kind of like little hints that was they were very funny and, and enjoyable. Um, really enjoyable to see. Even like my favorite, my favorite like moment was when uh, Jax was fighting, uh, his fighting his last battle of against um, his name escapes me. I can't remember what his I name is. Um, if yeah, if you search up the characters, I could tell you yeah, who I'm it was. Like it was a big ass yeah, it, I. Um wasn't cabal no just search up uh just search up ca- uh character uh, mortal Kombat characters don't even put the movie 2021 but my favorite scene was when he was staggering he was like uh no not the movie just do mortal Kombat characters oh, just in yeah and then you'll be able to find it that way but he was like staggering like when you when you finally be like You're hit the guy the all the way to the, to the last that's that's it right there shano shao khan um he was fighting him, and after he had beat him up, and it was like his life bar was diminished. He was like staggering, like, he was like those shook. few seconds yeah, yeah, that yeah. that you could either do a cool haze. finishing move yeah. or like like me a lot of the times because I couldn't do finishing moves. I just kind of hit him with a jab, and he would die, um, or he would he would be he'd be done. Uh, so like that was really cool to see. So I definitely enjoyed it. Well, what were your thoughts? I know that this was for us coming off a really long weekend. We were both a little sleepy. Uh, we're both a little tired. It was a long weekend, but what did you think? So I really did. I, I enjoyed the movie a lot, but for me, the one complaint I have: the storyline itself was a bit of a slow burn, but the action scenes outweighed that. Um, yeah, I'm really happy that they. Touched the pace on, was yeah, off. The pace was off, but they had. Uh, they touched on the backstory of Scorpion, 
and how this new character they brought into it, how what you know what his situation and relationship is to the whole universe. Um, I said it last week. Team Scorpion for the win, baby. Yeah, and I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I am Team Scorpion after that movie. That movie was way too cool to not be a fan of Scorpion after that. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting take on it all because, I mean, again, you know, this isn't my cup of tea, so I didn't know a lot of the history of the characters, but the casting they did for it really helped me get into it. I feel like there was no bad casting for this. I think everyone had a, you know, a great role in it. Um, Luke Kang, awesome. Raiden oh, was yeah. great. Raiden, so Raiden, they did really well with True to Character, too. Like, did you know Raiden was Everyone looked great. In, uh, the actor that played Raiden was, I believe, also in Battleship. Battleship. You know, uh, Battleship. No. Um, they're, like, in the Navy. And okay. They no. They take it over by, like, aliens, and they get attacked. <laughs> Maybe it's something we'll watch. Yeah, pretty cool. Definitely, <laughs> definitely give, it, give, it, give it a chance. The guy who plays um, uh, Riggins in Friday Night Lights is in it. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, great casting of this. Loved it. Um, my Again, one of my favorite moments, like you mentioned, is when Jax pops the head of Shao Kahn or Shao Kahn. However, I don't know how to say it. Sorry. You, however you I apologize it. now for the pronunciations. <laughs> um, don't hate me. But that was really cool. He, he smashes his head together and goes, oh, uh, you motherfuckers work. <laughs> um, that's that's the guy from the, that's the new character? That's the guy with the, oh, the, the hammer. That's the hammer guy? It's not Shao Kahn. It's Raiden. How, how do you say that name? Reiko. Reiko. It's Reiko. It is Reiko. Right, right, right. Where, which one? No, he had it on the phone. So for you listening. Are you sure it's not Shao Kahn? My friend Miguel's here with us today. We also had to say hi oh, to the, you had to world. look it up. What's up, world? Did you say your friend or our, our friend? friend? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say he's my he's, friend. He's only my friend. He's my Sorry. friend, too. Rico? Rico. Oh. Okay. You Missed know what? that. I'm going to say this. I think the Outworld competition was just lacking this year. I feel like they just didn't bring their A game. You know what I mean? They didn't bring Baraka? Like, come on. They Baraka? Didn't bring, they didn't bring. I want to see Kenshi and whatever that guy is. Anyway. That's why, like, I'm really hoping like they come out with another movie and Kabal we see cool. something else. Goro is a monster. Um, Kong Lao might have been the biggest badass in the whole movie, besides yeah. like Scorpion, I'll say. But like, cause the the coolest kill in the whole movie, like we just talked about this gotta be when he uses his hat to he uses it as a saw blade and sends sends her straight through like a wood chipper yeah definitely the best splitter in half like you're cutting wood to to build something that was katana right her name was katana no that was uh melina yeah see no that was no no that wasn't melina melina was uh Mouth. No, but that's the, Melina was the one with the the daggers. She was the the hunter with the wings. Yeah. Was oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. You're so right. I forget what her. I don't know what her name is. Oh, but yeah, Melina was Melina was beat uh, by. Uh, Melina was beat by um, Sonya Blade. Yes, by Sonya yeah. Blade. That was cool too. When she got with those daggers. like beam cannons from her arms. In that scenario, Kato did not win. Yeah, he's got, got a gnome to the, to the eye. Big spoiler alert if you, you don't know, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool that you know the, again 
there's always that character in these kind of movies that he flipped the script to go to the other side. And of course, it's going to be KO, like, you know, yeah, you saw it coming. Poor, I, I can see the how it was a kind of a poor story on that part. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was definitely cool. Good portrayal. Yeah, very good portrayals. I like the fact that each one of them had their own personality. It wasn't just like, you know, I am Sub-Zero. Let's fight. It was just like a little backstory on each person. We kind of touched on that. Um, just so, on like the main guys, the most important ones that they focused on throughout the whole movie. Like I really, I really enjoyed the opening scene. Like the opening oh, with, yeah. with, with kind of like the origin of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. That was so cool. Sad, but cool. Very sad. Sad, but cool. I would agree. My, uh, uh, my favorite part is like when he's talking to him in Chinese and uh, Scorpion is Japanese and he's like, I don't know what oh, you're saying, but yeah, I'm yeah, 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 straight up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm going to beat you up. That was so good. The scene when they were they were eating dinner, so when the, when the Earth world heroes were eating dinner initially with the kid that was still there um they egged him on just to see what his power was and he, he got it he had the laser vision and he's like oh that's what that was for yeah and like he, he like he understood like that that moment yeah. i was like okay maybe this team can work but as soon as um cabal shows up he's like listen you could be like a god like we can like make you the richest man ever yeah maybe, i'm pretty like, sure your price double it and then double it again. I'm pretty sure that was Kano. This like Kano's character in a whole is like he's bad. Yeah. Kano. Kano. But yeah, definitely super cool. Uh, I would recommend to watch it if you like haven't seen Mortal Kombat stuff, because and if you've just played the games, and if not, like play the games and then watch the movie. Just like see how it is, because it's actually it was a really cool movie, and I'm hoping for a second one. Uh, I don't know. I know that you were looking up the box office for them, Rich, and I don't know if we're gonna get another one because of that. Going, well, yeah, yeah. So the box office, but was I hope, good, but it wasn't amazing for that. So I think the movie had a fifty-five million dollar budget, and it says it just made what fifty? It made twenty. Yeah, it's twenty-three million. Twenty-three million at first weekend, or did it make more? Weekend. Yeah. So Warner Brothers and New Line Cinemas Mortal Kombat like twenty-five million box office opening with a solid twenty-two and a half million. Um. So they made their half their money back in the in beginning. The opening weekend, yeah. In opening weekend. So that's I mean that's not bad for opening weekend. Well, it's, it's also you got to think about it like COVID times. Well, it's true, and it's like you know how many like, what's the percentage of people are going to be streaming it rather than going to the theaters? That's the other thing. Yeah, very true. Yeah, but I'm hoping to see you know more characters because I really want to see Baraka. I really want to see Johnny Cage come Johnny in. Cage. I really want to see um, Scorpion and Sub Zero fight again. I would yes, I would really love to see that, and with Sub Zero winning this yeah. one. Nah, and you know, nah, nah, seeing like coming back and forth, like I'd really like to see that, like a more. Because here's the thing, I I don't think it's the last we've seen of Sub Zero. No, I his think body was taken at his the body end. was taken yeah. at the end. And if anything, he's gonna kind of be like a demon, like Scorpion is. So he's gonna become better. So round two, what was that in Godzilla versus Kong? Round one went to the spicy iguana. Round two went to the the giant monkey. Yeah. And three went to the spicy iguana. I think Sub Zero is going to be a spicy iguana. I don't. I think because you got to remember this: the spicy iguana only won because round round one was the origin. Round two was the the, the redemption. The redemption. Round three is who's revenge. who's the well, best. No, I guess round two round two was revenge. I guess we're saying maybe yeah. round three is round three is who's the best. It's the battle of. 
versus cold, you know? Hot versus cold. It's like those, have you ever seen the Christmas movie? Like, Tony's going to hate this. Okay, the hot ninja versus the cold ninja. The hot ninja versus the cold ninja. That's you have, funny. You have, you, have, you have the cool mid ninja versus the, the flaming hot ninja. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. That Christmas movie you're talking about? The Christmas movie with, uh, it's like a claymation one. And Scott, my dad loves it. It's like the year without a Santa Claus. And like they're, they're like brothers. And uh, one's the heat miser and one's the cold yeah. miser. It's so funny. That's Sub-Zero and Scorpion. <laughs> I'm Mr. Green I, I Christmas. Yeah. Good movies. But all right, let's uh, let's jump into some more exciting things. Uh, some more things that we know a little bit about. I'll give that movie like an eight. I give it like an eight one. Oh, you wanna you wanna rate it? This is a new first take that we've done never yeah. done before. Eight one. Um, Great action. The plot a little lax for me. Eight one. I'd Slow give it. Down. I'd give it. That's that's kind of high too. Action was really good. Action was really good. Plot, I'd agree with that's you. The only thing for me is the plot because the I, cast was great. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight one as well because the well, action was really good. I think you're 100 percent correct. The pace I was halfway through the movie I was gonna fall asleep. <laughs> like it was it was, but then they ju- they finally picked it up where we were like where you, yeah. where you got stuck and it was like oh okay now they're fighting like watch us fight. Um, eight one. Uh, I would definitely I hope I'm 100 percent hoping there's another one. I want to see more. They should have done uh, take two. Though. It was like the, like the last take scene was everything just happened. When yeah. The fight scene yeah. Was like, oh, you know when like uh, in the movies, um, somebody's going over like the big plan. You're gonna do this, and it's like a voiceover of them actually. Doing yeah. What, they, what yep. the plan is? No. Just, yeah. Like, that type of thing. Like they just rushed. Everything. And I kind of w- yeah, I kind of wish they didn't do that. And I'm hoping in the second one we actually get to see this tournament. This tournament comes. Like, like a longer strung out. Yes. Tournament. Like they they finally like the first. The first half hour of the movie is them pulling together some new uh, champions, right? And then the, the next hour and a half, or the next hour, uh, is is them at the tournament fighting, watching people die, watching them take victories, and coming down to this final like chance championship battle, which would be really cool. I mean, the battles are really cool. I think my only complaint would be uh, kind of rushed, maybe. Agreed. And, but yeah. All right, so okay. let's let's segue over into uh, something that's not so new to us. No, no. Something not. that was very exciting to see. We were both super amped, and we actually have some hot takes on this. And that was the season finale of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. A lot happened, and I think the episode, well, the season finale for the show, really hit home because. It did not disappoint by any means. No, and it was like a, it was a very good cap in what felt like a six part movie. Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I mean. I remember, and I I remember yeah. saying that yeah. to you as well as remember what you said. You said to me, you said this better than Wandavision. I, I I think it is, and I would agree with you. I would agree with you now after looking back at all of the episodes and how well they just like it was like a movie. They made a movie and then just cut it up into segments. Like that is exactly what they do. Because in the beginning, we were like very skeptical. We're like, oh, like this is like, like what's is this what it's gonna be like? Is it gonna be like a a, just a a show where they do like a CW show? Uh, But it picks up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And spoilers now. If you haven't seen the final, and if you haven't, yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Go watch it. Come on back. Because the episode opens up. They're in the city. They are looking for. 
the uh, team the is already matches. assembled. Team is assembled. They, Bucky is there. Sharon is there. Captain America, Sam Wilson, is, is there. He's there in pursuit. New vibranium wings. His new suit is so oh, cool. Dude. So cool. So I mean, last week we talked about the preview of the suit that we saw on from from the from the toy that came out. The suit in the episode, holy. Seeing it, seeing it on person is way cooler than on that action oh figure. Oh my god, yeah. Like, seeing the actual suit was is so much better. Hot take for you, live hot take. Oh, uh, I know what you're gonna. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. The Falcon suit, the Falcon Captain America suit, I Sam know. Wilson suit. Top five Marvel cinematic suits that have came out yet. All right, then what's number one? Number one. Oh, you're gonna make me do that. Well, well, what 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 beats that? I guess let's say that. Let's not make you stick to a, a ranking, but what suits beat that suit? So I'm gonna. I have a few in mind. Okay, I wanna as a fan of Iron Man, diehard fan of Iron Man. I loved in um, episode two when he's at the racetrack and he has yeah, the suitcase. Suit. That's what I was thinking. I love that suit. I love. It's so. I sick. love. Uh, I love most of the suits in the second one. Um. So I guess for me, I'll pick. I guess that one, and then it's kind of hard to not beat Bleeding Edge, but I think I'm gonna take. I'm still gonna take the suitcase suit over Bleeding Edge, despite battle, you know, tactics. Because obviously, one's definitely better than the other one. Like you can just have it on you, but I'm saying solely for looks, I think the I think that suitcase suit looks insane. I think there's probably a suit somewhere in, in Iron Man three when they're all flying around that looks awesome too. Maybe like the Sub Zero one or like the the uh, the tank. I'm not going to say Hulkbuster beats it because I feel like it's in, it's in its own realm, you know? So. I'm going so to go with, I'm going to put that suit up in the running. I'm going to put in, um, hmm, interesting, interesting question. You know, I really never Black thought about. Black Panther suit. His, his, his second suit at the end of the movie. Yeah. Power Absorber. Yeah, same, same. Um, I'm just going to give you some of mine, right? The 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 last suit Spider Tom Holland Spider Man receives. You think so? Uh, yeah. You mean the Iron Spider or the black and red one? No, the black and red. One. I would put that above. I love like the one that he makes on. Yeah. Um, I, I love that one. I love it, but I wouldn't put it above. Um, okay. It above. Um, the Iron Spider is dope too. Captain America Winter Soldier's suit. The Winter Soldier suit, sick. I, I love that one. Um, I obviously the Iron Man two suit. Thor Ragnarok. Thor suit from Thor. Oh, when with the bri- he, the battle of the bridge. Actually, no. Thor suit when he comes back to Wakanda holding Stormbreaker and he has the black like uh, oh, yeah. chain, chain mail metal sleeves. Yeah, that's that sick. one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Who else would I put up there? That's so the yeah, thing. maybe maybe it it could be in consideration for top five then. Because there's got to be something we're missing. Oh, hundred percent. There's, they've been a lot of out- adaptations of the suits, but uh, gotta be some, I'm gonna look at our Marvel poster here and see what I can remember for per character, you know. Um, you know whose suit was cool? Not in the cinematic universe, but um, Charlie Cox's Netflix Daredevil suit was pretty dope. Oh, that was very dope. That was really cool. Yeah, that was super cool. But anyway, moving on, we'll get back to it. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Uh, we'll keep thinking. Um, so, uh, big reveal in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And let's the record show 
We're marking one down for me. <laughs> the power broker, none other. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. None other than Sharon Carter. Craziness. Because I, I, I kind of expected You hated it. Was, it. I didn't like you it. You hated it. No one else. I saw so it in your face, bro. The way you they, hated it. The way they wrote it in, I was like, okay, I get it. Because it had like, again, there's always that moment. I told you I really wanted that moment to happen where it's like, you're the power broker, this and that. Kind of happened because it was with Carly. It was with um, Jupiter St. Pierre. GSP was there. Yeah, I, dude, I, I can never forget his his name in the movie. Um, did you know? Actually, sidebar. GSP's character and Falcon have a bigger history in comics, and they were yeah. gonna, they were gonna do it in the movies, but again, just never really worked out that way. Yeah, um, I remember I was reading that yeah. up on that. I think we probably saw it together. Ooh, I, yeah, I think we did. I think yeah. yeah. Um, we saw it. It was a YouTube video. We yeah. saw. So I like the fact that Sharon had that. Is dude as soon as she in the first couple of seconds of the episode, she taps Bucky on the back. He turns around. She has it like, uh, like electric technology mask. Exactly because in that video it was saying that, about that. As soon as she did that, I was like, I, she's gonna be the power broker. It was talking about how they said, oh, the power broker's a guy. Oh, every she there needs to be on. a king. Every yeah. kingdom needs a ki- their king, and. Sharon Carter, she's n- a not a guy. She's a queen, and get it, queen. Get it, queen. Hey. But I, yeah, I agree with you. Like they wrote it well, though. They I wrote it well. Like they wrote it well. And she, she bopped them too. She's yes. Like, she's like, you don't tell anyone I'm the power broker. Bop, bop. It, they did write it well, um, and I think that everybody that knows it's her is dead. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. You know who's gonna be trying to figure out who the power broker is? I hope. It is hashtag my U.S. agent, John Walker. I like honestly his character in this show. Character arc w- was the best. Oh, it was great. It was one hundred percent the best. I think I like Bucky's a lot, but his his coming to fruition was really. We saw we saw great. everything with him though. We saw him be we, good. He was with bad. Bucky, he understood. With Bucky, we saw that over the course of like three movies. Well, here's the thing with Bucky's his character progression in all of Marvel, I guess, the cinematic universe. His progression went from protective friend of Steve to killing everyone. Terrible, <laughs> terrible assassin for Hydra, and then to now in Falcon Winter Soldier, where he's holding up kids on his metal arm, just showing them a good time. Yeah, yeah. he's walking over, hitting on Sam's sister. Like <laughs> it's a funny, it's a full circle. No, it's yeah, really cool. definitely, it is really cool to and see too. But you know, hopefully we can get a White Wolf series maybe, or maybe, oh, maybe something, something. I don't know. Anything. Spoiler left. Uh, let me get. Let me uh, throw something at you in the next couple topics here. Um, so back to the U.S. agent, John Walker. I'm hoping that they continue this this series. Uh, maybe not Captain, not Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but a U.S. agent series where they could now utilize Sharon Carter. And they could put, you know, they could put um, the U.S. agent to go after and try to find this power broker. You know, and kind of reveal to, finally reveal her identity, you know. Or is she just going to stop being the power broker now that she could live back in America? Um, I would like to see, I would like to see this season two of this. It won't be a true season two because it's obviously going to have to have a different name. But I would like to see this season two of being um, John Walker and uh, him trying to figure out who this power broker is. I think one of the possibilities um, for John Walker and his like you know character arc still progressing 
we could see him become a leader of his own little team. You know, remember, remember the superhero effect we always talk about? Yeah. I think he could be part of his own team. So there's a newer, there's a newer comic that came out. Um, it's in the universe for Iron Man 2020 storyline, and it's called uh, Force Works. So Force Works. Force Works would be his. Yeah. So I'm gonna look. Would up, be I'll, his team. Yeah, I'll look up Force Works. And who who did that comic already come out? Uh, yeah, it came out. And his brand, like, is it new? Yeah, Rhodey's in it, Man, too. that's I, crazy. I Iron, yeah, I think the Iron Patriot's in it, or War Machine, rather. War Machine's in it. Um, yeah, so that's U.S. Agents, oh, War Machine. And then the um, two, the two, the people from, uh, that are in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. What are their names? No, uh, I can't think of their names. I know what you're talking about, though. I that would, That would be really cool to see. That'd be kind of cool, like to give him that that team and. But so, what are like some big villains that they fight though? Like who is? Yeah. So, um, main characters. So, um, Force Works. Yeah. So, Moonwalker, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, Spider Man, Spider Woman. Well, that's the Julia Carpenter one. Then U.S. Agent, War Machine, and Wonder Man. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's a couple of things that we could really have for him. Yeah, that'd I mean, be cool. I mean, so U.S. So Maybe not that. I mean, I don't know how they would do that team just because of, like, doing a Spider-Woman and... No, I don't doubt Marvel's ability to... I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't... He, 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 could, be the way, he, could, he could form the West Coast Avengers for all we Oh, that would be cool. You know? Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm very excited to see the progression of his character. Um, Definitely Iron Man, though. I don't think they'll include Iron Man. No. No, well, I mean, they really can't. <laughs> well, in, in Iron Man, there's a new Iron Man now, though, in the comics. There's, yeah, it's, uh... It's a girl. Yeah, it's Ironheart. No. That we're getting that, we're getting that series. It's, uh... I'm pretty sure that that series is gonna revolve around the exact... Well, obviously it's Morgan Stark, but... There's no, another there's another girl. girl. Yeah. They, they, there's another girl, I know exactly what you're talking about, and she... Her. She's gonna be that Ironheart series. Oh, that, oh that's her name. Iron yeah, Heart, it's not Iron. Okay. Yeah, it's not Iron Man. Be that's a little, hard. Yeah, little hard to have an Iron Man as a woman. She's able to do a phone like from the company, or uh, I don't know. I don't know how she. I, I forget her backstory. Riri Williams, fifteen-year-old yep. genius. Yep, Riri Williams. Uh, she becomes she... her own. Like she, fa- like I, I'm pretty sure, like she doesn't get passed down everything that he did. Like I think so that she, she makes works her. Own Iron Man yeah. She creates everything. Okay. So she's kind of like Tony Stark level, but she starts from the ground like he did. You know? That's cool. So that that will be really cool to see. Get that super genius back, you know? I love that. I love that. Force work enemy, Modoc. Oh, that would be super cool. Yeah, but the Modoc's going to be an animated. We can see Rhodey come back as War Machine teaming up with. U.S. agent, maybe something to do with that. I mean, Honestly, like, I think that would be—that'd be really cool for uh, for Hell him. Yeah. Because w- when's the last time we really saw him do something? Uh, Iron Man, Endgame. I, I mean, everyone was in Endgame. You kind of yeah. can't give, can't give him Endgame because Civil War. Oh, okay, Civil War. Yeah. Then he got yeah. Then he got his back broken. Yeah. You don't think he's too old? Don Cheadle? Don't you disrespect Don I mean, he's Cheadle probably like too old, but at the same time, can I make you could make a statement that uh, Joe Pesci's too old to start doing, to be keeping Joe doing Pesci's things. Like 80. Yeah, he's I know. Like Joe Don, Pesci. Don Cheadle. Um, I mean, man. Dude, honestly, like. Six, nice chilling. Nah, yeah, he's chilling, dude. Actors don't, like, when you get to, like, Joe Pesci age, that's when, uh, 
That's when you really are like. Oh, is he one of? I think he's he's, he's old, dude. Old? He's super old. Seventy-eight. Yeah, he was just in the newest that newest uh, Irishman movie two years ago. The Irishman. Yeah. Um, and you know who's uh, I can't remember his name, but he's such a big actor. What, in the movie. Uh, no, yeah, he's in the in movie. The Irishman. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna you know his. I, I don't think you got it. Man. I, I know, got but it. I can't think of his you name. Talking to me? Yes, you know I, I can't on. think of his name. Taxi um, driver. He was in uh, the stuff with, uh, with. Uh, you got it. An Italian guy. Yes, he was in the New stuff York. with Ben Schneider. Ben Schneider. Please. I can't think of his name. Starts with an R. I know it starts with an R, and that's the worst Wait, part. Please, Robert De Niro. Yes, he's. I believe he's <laughs> older. Than me? I believe he's older than Joe <laughs> Pesci too. Robert De Niro is older than Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino is older than both of them. Is he? Yes, Al Pacino is pretty old. I mean, we're going to know right now. 81? Exactly. Yeah. He's, still he's so old. Amen. He was in that one uh, where they like the Jewish people hunt him down. To the Hunters is great. Yeah. Great. Al Pacino, 81, sick. 77, and 78. He was the doctor the whole time. I know. So, back to Don Cheadle. By the way, go watch Hunters that. if you haven't seen it. It's really good. <laughs> it's a plug for Hunters. Amazon, sponsor me. <laughs> you need reason. Well, what's the thing, Rick and Morty? Nintendo, give us reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> so I don't think Don, the age of Don Cheadle is any issue here. No. Um, especially with all the CGI that there, literally his everything for him can be CGI. Like, all you have to do is see him get in the suit and pick up his mask every once in a while. So uh, I would love to see that as a season two. But getting back on topic here, yeah. uh, maybe a Force Works would be cool instead of just a U.S. agent. Yeah. Um. And maybe the power, because the power broker hasn't really come to an end. No. So. The only person that knows. Are the two people that are dead. Because <laughs> Sam doesn't even know. Sam does not know. Whoa. He, because she, she killed GSP. Yep. And, and she, and then, uh, Carly, uh, dies. Flag smasher. She gets shot, doesn't she? Um. She, yeah, she kills her. Sharon kills yeah. Carly. No, no, no. I yes. don't think she kills Carly. Yes, she does. Oh yeah, she does. She, she gets her. shot. Yeah, she shoots her. Sharon just Sharon murked both of them. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> so Sam could be suspicious. Pow- that's what I was thinking. Like I would be sus if I was Captain America. I'd be sus. I'd be like, okay, why are you just like going around shooting people? <laughs> like killing. Like I thought. I uh, thought we shouldn't like kill them. Yeah. True, because I think she's still good at heart. Like, and I think that's one thing that we have to know is like. She's still good at heart, but she did what she kind of had to do. She was welcomed back into the U.S. So is that going to be the end of the power broker? I don't know. I I mean, at that big of a level, do you think, like, she could just stop being the power broker? What if the the plot of the show, what if the plot of this force work show is getting her out of being the power broker? What if it's sort of, yeah. yeah. It's it's everyone that she knows, she's going to get everyone that she knows pinched so that she could step away. Could be. It would yeah. be it would be kind of like a like a CWish show, but I'd be okay with one Marvel CWish show because they're they're gonna write it way better. Oh yeah. Um. So instead of giving a breakdown of the ending of the show further, um, because again we we spe- try to specialize in some theories for you guys and some things that we think are gonna happen. I want to ask you a question. In the next Captain America 4 movie, starring hashtag my Captain America Sam Wilson. Hashtag. What do you think is going to 
Because it's going to happen. Do you think Bucky's going to be in it as a sidekick role? Oh, is he going to be in the White Wolf? Okay, so this is what I think is going to happen. Or is Torres going to debut as the Falcon? I think Torres is debuting as the Falcon. Cool, cool. I think uh, we're going to see Bucky, but he's not going to be that big of, of a role in the movie. And I'm hoping we see him go to, or just like say to Sam, like, hey, I'm headed to Wakanda or something like that. Because I want Bucky to be the White Wolf. I want him to go to Wakanda, take up the mantle, and become the White Wolf with uh, with um, with Zuri behind him, being the actual leader of Wakanda, he to, well, as he is their warrior. And you think, oh, wait, so you think, what about this? So I know. Ooh. We get hints to the White Wolf. We see the new Falcon Torres come in. And we see Captain America now with Captain America and Falcon back at it again. And he's fighting someone. What if in the next Black Panther, we get a little sprinkle of the White Wolf in there trying to help them out while looking for the new While they're warrior. looking. Or at the end of the Black Panther, that second Black Panther, the White Wolf emerges. Because mm-hmm. Bucky is there to help them. Always. And then because he's... something happens to T'Challa. Yeah. Zuri has to step up. You know, we we already know uh, Bucky's on his way to Wakanda because there's hints. There's some type. There needs to be some type of hint somewhere. And because when when is this Captain America, this next Captain America coming out in the timeline of? They didn't release it. No, it's be determined. Because it depends on where the timeline is with Black Panther two. Yeah. And right now, I feel like they're at a point where they need to figure out what they're going to do with Black Panther two, and if they're going to push it back, you know, and, and try to write it in something else. But, but I would love to see that. It'd be really cool to see it because then we don't have to see Kill Killmonger come back. I would love to see Michael B. Jordan somehow somehow come back. But no, again, I would. I don't he's a great actor, he's but great. Um, his new movie comes out too uh, next week. This week, what movie is that? Oh, that like uh, that Tom Clancy ish movie. Yeah, right. Isn't it a Tom Clancy movie? Probably. I'm pretty sure it's, it is. That uh, yeah, I believe that's a new movie. With that White Wolf thing, though, um, the Sandman, like in the comics, he becomes a villain. White Wolf. Yeah, he's uh like the comparisons between him and Bucky is Bucky was like a villain who turns into a hero eventually, and then the opposite happens with White Wolf. He gets corrupted from being a hero to then becomes a villain. See, that would like be an anti-hero. It'd be the craziest character arc that happens. Then he goes from back to, uh, dude, yeah, but that I don't think that would happen. I think they would tie, they would write in the White Wolf as being the the next in the changes, yeah. yes, because if you see some of the concepts of the White Wolf, without it's remorse, like it's uh, like uh, without, without remorse. remorse. The movie comes out, but yeah. Oh, so it's oh, not a Tom Clancy oh, movie. Three comes out, but uh, the way that they would have to write the White Wolf is because if you see concept art, it looks very similar to what mm-hmm. T'Challa wears. Just a little different and to the spin-off. Like, I mean, it's all white and like, but he still has that like type of the that same uh, similarities with the necklace that T'Challa wears and stuff like that. So, and that would be really cool to see. You know, the, we've talked about this before uh, last episode. All the fl- with all those those heart flowers being gone, um, the heart plant. You know, you can't really create another Black Panther. But what what if you used a, a super soldier? You know. Dude, I cannot get over Sam Wilson's suit. Yeah, the suit is so badass. badass. And I would love to see Falcon and Captain America team up, have like that sidekick role where they're both flying around. Oh, and yeah. Around how, like, oh, that'd things. be so cool. Because now this Captain America can fly. That is kind of cool, sick. Dude, the coolest part is when he throws his shield, flies to his shield. And he plays catch with himself? Yeah, yeah. So cool. 
Yeah, that so, is really awesome. I think the, like, the, the action was very good. The writing was very good in the episode. But one of the most powerful things in the episode was the monologue that Sam has at the end. He talks about how, like, you know, you, like, you, like, talking to the senators and the, the people in power, like, you let these people down because you're not doing your job right. Like, for, like, for years, you have been putting, you've been putting the wrong people um, in these terrible situations, and you don't care about the little guy, you don't care about anyone else but yourself, essentially, and you care about making money, and that's it. Yeah. And he's like, we have to work together, because Carly 2.0 is going to be worse than this. Yeah. And he's like, as I stand before you today, proud to be here, because I love what I'm doing, and I want to do what's right. And you can see the, the crowd reaction, that they're all like, like, this dude fucking gets it. Like, this dude is Captain America. Yeah, that was his defining Captain America moment. And he went, yeah. He didn't, he didn't shy away from the press. He was right in their faces. He didn't yell at anyone. He was just like, listen, you got to do better. Like, straight up, you got to do better. Because what you're doing now, it's not cutting it. It is not enough, yeah. Yeah, Marvel did an excellent job bringing um, Falcon up from, like, being, like, a everybody's like fifth favorite uh, Avenger or something like that and they just put him all the way in the front and made him like this like you said like with the suit and everything just yeah. upgraded him to being like this guy's a main superhero you know yeah. like, main guy of the Avengers I lo- and I loved him I loved his like character development too becoming by becoming that being very wholesome you know he, he's kind of in a sense what Steve isn't you know um, like the question that he was asked if you had the chance to take the serum would you take it no and it's no. no and if anyone should take the serum, I would put him at the top of the list because he doesn't need it. The serum, no, he doesn't need it. But here's the thing: like the serum makes you a truer version of yourself. Right. You know, John Walker's true version was for the people that were immediately near him, like the, his close circle. Like he would kill someone. Like he he killed people for him, uh, for Battlestar. Like with Sam, it's that pure of heart, and yeah. you know. Where opposed to like, like us, for example, if we took it, maybe we'd be a little dark like John Walker. You know, we're too, we're not pure of heart like Steve Rogers and in, in no, the like, new Captain America. You know, it is. It's kind of like you know, you have to be worthy enough to carry Thor's hammer. You yeah, you have to also 100%. be worthy enough to have the shield. Absolutely. And the, and the quote that they used in Captain America One, the first Avenger, the Doctor to Steve, he goes, he's like, "You're a good man." Like you could be a great soldier, but you're a good man. The same thing for Steve, uh, uh, for Sam. He's, he's a good man. Yeah. And that's why it's it's all, it's all okay because he puts other people ahead of him. He knows what the greater risk is, and despite of other opinions or other outlooks, he doesn't care. Like he wants to do it because he wants to do what's right. And it's, it was a really powerful ending to the show, and it really, like this season finale, I loved so much more than Wandavision. Again, people are gonna disagree with me, which is hey, it's great. Comment. Tell us what you think about it too, but I just think that this got more full circle than what that show did. Granted, I know that show was meant to leave some questions. Yeah, and I think WandaVision was more like like a holy shit show. Like yeah. you you were supposed to walk away like oh my god, like what is going on in this yeah. world? In this one, so this is more satisfying. It was. I would agree with you. I would agree it's more satisfying because we have more answers. True. We have more answers, and and there's there's. I would say I wouldn't say that there's not much that we could try to poke poke theories into and poke holes and try to figure things out, but I think Wandavision left more because it almost like left you on that cliffhanger, like it leaves you on a cliffhanger of like, oh well, here's what Wanda's doing now, but we're not going to tell you what she's doing. 
Like, uh, in, like, that holy shit moment, like I said. You know? Now, I know we said this in, uh, it's like episode one or two, whatever we were recording. We were saying Bucky was going to go on the shield. I yeah, still we're wrong. Down the road, it's oh, going to happen. I but, agree with you. But the way Unless they, he becomes the White Wolf. Right. But if, I think the way they wrote, the way they planned and wrote this show out was perfect. My yeah, and I don't think it was really good. It was never to give the mantle to Bucky. It was to make Sam realize well, that he was steps. worthy to. You know yeah, what I mean, like the progression of Bucky's character and Sam's character, they're both taking big steps. It's just if Bucky was to be Captain America, that step would be huge for Bucky. For Sam, it was a big step, but it wasn't as big as Bucky going from I'm trying to make amends with everyone that I did wrong with mm-hmm. to instantly Captain America. He can't really do that. You know, yeah, he, he understands now. His actions, he's, he's like reconciling within himself because the therapist he needed was Sam. That bro the, hug. Yeah, that bro hug and the dap up yeah. that he needed. And I think this is this is Bucky's first relationship with a person that he felt close with besides Steve in so long. And the scene, when, even, even again, another powerful moment when he goes to that, he goes to the old guy and he says, he pulls out his hand. He, he, he's like, listen, I have something to tell you. And he confesses that he was the one that killed his son all those years ago. Yeah. And we see him make the amends. Give him the, give him that closure and, you know, closure. make those hard steps and... So, again, it's big steps. Become that, that pure of art character. And it's really nice. And honestly, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see Bucky with a shield. I don't know. I mean, again, it would be Sam passing it on for a reason. Or Sam sacrificing But I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to see that. I don't, I'm, I'm cool with Sam being Captain America for the next three, four movies, man. Yeah, he, I would agree with you. Rocks it. I now after the ending of this show, I am way more satisfied with seeing Sam uh, wield the shield than it just being passed to Bucky because it's kind of like at that point it's like the shield's like hot potato playing hot potato. It's like oh, you want the shield? Nope, you want the shield. Um, well, Anthony Mackie is just an amazing actor for the movie. Yeah. So outside the wire. Outside the wire. <laughs> I'm going outside the wire. I think I think for me besides his Avengers stuff, Pain and Gain was his Pain and Gain, film. yeah. That's great for me. That's yeah. a really good movie. The best film he's ever been was Eight Mile. Eight Mile, <laughs> he got Eight Mile when he got roasted. Real name is Clarence. <laughs> what a guy! He came along. Came along. Clearly, you haven't seen him go outside the wire. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I want to see what's next. Uh, another possible thing that could be happening. Uh, yeah, if you guys the next Patriot. That, yeah, dude, it could be. Isaiah Bradley finally getting his... Justice. His justice, his, his statue in the thing. Yeah. To give him a little bit of uh, reassurance and see that the world maybe is... is It can be changed. It was um, great because he was like, you know, the world's never going to forget your story and what you sacrificed. And that's really sick because Isaiah Bradley was the guy telling him, listen, he's like, you know, the world's not ready for Black Captain America. And everyone else is like, Sam, Sam especially, he's like, listen... I'm ready to do this. I know people are ready for this. You have to trust me and put it out there because the faith that Isaiah Bradley lost in people, mm. you kind of see him get it back at the end because Sam's like, listen, I know people don't like me. It was, well, the quote was like, not everyone's going to like me, not everyone's going to support what I'm doing, but even if I die doing what I'm doing, I'm still doing it because, again, you're doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Yeah. And for him to be like, you know, you set an example for me, you said Isaiah Bradley, Steve set an example. I'm just doing the best that I can. And to see him make that plaque for him, the whole stand, Isaiah Bradley, his frame, it's, it's, it's really So, sick. and coming from that, and the possibilities proud. that come from there, 
He's a mentor now. Seeing his grandson as the next Patriot. That's what it in is. In the Young Avengers. That'd be really cool. Five years down the road, maybe seeing him take up, I don't know if he'll take up the shield, but, you know, yeah, possibilities, <laughs> man. Possibilities are endless. But uh, seeing him in the Young Avengers especially, uh, that could be a possibility. That could be the next uh, thing for the Patriot. Right there. So that would be cool. Who's that supposed to be? Patriot? Huh? You said Patriot who? Patriot is, uh, was Isaiah Bradley's, he, so Isaiah Bradley's a super soldier. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was called Patriot, right? Uh, he was, he was one of them. Um, his, his, his grandson was, um. Or was his grandson Patriot? Yeah, Eli Bradley Patriot, yeah, you're right. Um, but I'm saying Isaiah Bradley was Patriot not created until uh, Eli Bradley became it, or was it Isaiah Bradley that was first Patriot? Because I thought Isaiah Bradley was first Patriot, but I could be wrong. Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, I, I think it was just Isaiah Bradley. Okay, so then his. I mean, they called him the Black Captain America, but that's yeah. why that's why the and that's why yeah and that's character. why i thought he was being called the pay that's why i thought he was considered the patriot that, but so then that was the backstory that he gave sam he's like you know i, I had the same powers and like i yes. can do that but the world wasn't ready for me that's why he felt and then they tested on him for years and he got the, the shit end of the stick for so long that's why he like hated her yeah he was a super soldier and then now his so what we could see is his grandson taking up the name the patriot and kind of becoming doing what his grandfather at once done. Mm -hmm. Once did. Yeah, I mean, there's English a lot of family heart. ties for Isaiah Bradley and... Eli Bradley, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot in there. Um, it'd be cool if we can see this down the road. Well, here's the thing. Marvel's very good at planting seeds and then following through. Yes. So... And I think that's one of their seeds. I think we saw two of two seeds get planted here. Uh, Eli Bradley and Patriot. U.S. Agent. And the... Uh, three, then. Eli Bradley and the Patriot. The obvious one in the U.S. agent, and then another obvious one with Torres. Torres also. I could see three three seeds being planted for possibility and growth of what's next to come. You know, force work. Force work? Force work, yeah, force work. Yeah, there's a lot, man. So, um, yeah, definitely we could see a, a bunch of stuff coming. But I, want to, I want to talk about, I want to switch gears here for a minute. Let's talk about the... Uh, so again, to wrap that up, the season finale was amazing. Um, I'm probably gonna go back and rewatch it again because there's just little things that you know you always miss. You probably time miss. Time. Um, yeah, absolutely. And probably come back with more theories next week for you guys, just from not missing, not seeing something. So um, again, to switch gears, episode uh, seven, one more episode left in the season. Allegedly. And I'm so sad. Invincible. I wish there was more. So, I love Invincible. Dude, this episode... Invincible is... Was unreal. Insane. Because we finally, we finally saw the confrontation between, well, I guess everyone. And, and yeah. People. Well, not everyone, but most people. Starting off with the mother. Deborah. Starting off, Deborah confronting Cecil him. Cecil confronted him, too. Deborah Cecil's and next. And the immortal came back to life via uh, robots and... Robo, no, I'm sorry. It'd be via the, the Titan Twins. The yeah, uh, are they I called the Titan yeah, Twins? I think so. Something like that. I'm not sure. They're just super smart twins that do uh, genetic recreation. 
And then... And they used... So the thing is, is they used that collar, right? That robot had given them the schematics on. To... to that's, that Cecil told them to group, to bring him back to life. Yeah. So Cecil, at some point, is the is probably the most badass character in this show because he... He knows everything that's going on. It's like a he mixture had... between Bruce Wayne without the Batman part and then Nick Fury. Yes, I would agree. Because he has a plan for everybody and he knows everything. I would think he would be a super Nick Fury. Like, I think super he's like, on yeah. a higher level than Nick Fury. Because here's the thing, he right? He teleport. If, <laughs> because those those two twins said, you know, Cecil said we would just have to do this, right? Oh, to bring st- back Immortal. I got my step going. I'm sitting down. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good. I love walking when I'm sitting. Um... <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> so Cecil had to have known that Robot broke the twins out, that Robot would give them the collar, the, the collar information, and that they would be able to bring back, because he, they, he basically told them to bring back Immortal. I feel like there's nothing... That, Did you pick up on that? Yeah, there's nothing like, that that's crazy. That doesn't know. That's what I'm saying, like, it's insane. Nothing, nothing. He's got plan, like, exactly and what we said. He's, he's got plan A through, like... A through double Z, and he is just running down the list. Straight up. Um, oh. So, again, before we get into the Omni-Man side of things real quick, Robot. You think Robot's a little... I'm, I'm going to pull in some Monsterverse uh, comparisons here. Miguel brought up before. We know Mothra is lawfully good. Yeah. King Kong is chaotic good. And Godzilla is neutral good, right? Is that the... So now do you think Robot is lawfully good, chaotic good, or neutral good? Because he did all these things. Neutral and, good. I mean, he's, so, he's a little sus because he works with the bad guys. He tried to do what he was doing. But at the he, same he time, the DNA like... From, um, right after he worked with those bad guys. Campbell's he, Amy. Yeah, he took from <laughs> Jay. Uh, from Rex, Rex Explode. Rex Explode. Um, he did do all of those things, but I also think he's neutrally good because it's more, it was more of a, you know, as soon as they finished doing what he needed, he was like, well, time for you guys to go back to jail. Like he was yeah. like, now it's like, you guys did what I needed. And now I'm going to like do the right thing. Now he's so OP. Is he, I mean, I don't know if he's he, OP. He told him to put a chip in his head that he can control the robot thing. Yeah, but that's only because the, the pod that he was in was what was acting as that chip. Right, but now he's, he can, he's also he's a human, but he's also being able to control robots. What I'm hoping is like we see him... Anything. Just, if anything, he just gained more power. I'm hoping he gained even more power because now I'm hoping he can do what Rexplode does. I don't think he can. He might not be able to. I think the genetic is a power thing. He can't transfer it. He's just a body. But I think it would be really cool if he could, if they end up showing that. Because then he would be even more OP. A dude who controls a bunch of rob- robots that can throw explosives. Throw exploding robots. Anyway. Like, and then, okay, think about this, right? If if he ends up getting ro- uh, Rexplode's powers, okay? Which I don't think he will, but... They have Mark's blood. They could create another Invincible. I don't think they can even penetrate the blood itself to even bring it to... All you need is the sample to recreate the body, don't you? Correct me if I'm wrong. I That's think... all, all those twins made it from was a blood sample. I think Viltrumite blood will react differently to anything you do with it. I mean, it's a possibility, though. We mean, don't know because we don't... The thing is, is yes, it... Did it, that cloning machine get destroyed? No, they ended up uh, spraying the... Uh, they ended up... I mean, they can always rebuild it. 
even if it, if it got if it got destroyed, they could always rebuild it. But also, I remember them grabbing a fire extinguisher, saying like, you know, at least we could we could prevent it from being completely destroyed. And they they put it out when the dude when they were like, oh, this dude's brain is bigger yeah. than any person's brain. He goes, you calling us dumb? He's like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> his brain was his brain was literally yeah, I'm calling us dumb. Too complex to even to, to transfer to transfer fully. So now is he a little bit dumb? No, I think he just he might have he might have lost some of his like some of his intelligence, some of his edge, yeah. To become that for love, hey, we don't even know if she's gonna accept him or not. I mean, she did because she held his hand at the end. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool that the guardians. Okay, wait. Now, now let's get into it. Now let's get into it because the scene where she held his hand was when when monster person we're talking to is monster girl. Monster referring girl. to right. So when when robot, what's his real name? Um, he did say it, but it was not it was not something my brain was uh, was uh, storing long term because there was so much going on. That episode was so crazy that it was I completely missed it. Like I heard him say it, and I was just like, "Well, yeah," but then there's this, 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 and this happening. Rudolph Connors. Rudolph Connors. So she held his hand in the, in the scene when Cecil goes, "Listen," he goes, "Like we have to go help Omni Man." He goes, "You will all stay put." This is our last hope at fighting, uh, fighting against Omni Man, and they go against Omni. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, not good." And then, what was crazy? Okay, so the Guardians now understand that the reason blood was on the wall was because Cecil wanted them to understand that Omni Man did this. Yeah, this is this is the warning. This is this the, is the reality. Yeah. If you face him, this is what this is, gonna happen. is going to happen. So I think they're going to fully trust Cecil and whatever he does now because they're going to notice that Omni-Man is not who they think he is. Um, Mark still has zero idea that Omni-Man is a complete dick. And An- he has some idea now. He has some idea. Because at the, at the end of the episode, he, he, watches, he watches his father rip in half Immortal. Who he would, who believes, who Mark would have believed was his friend, because like Deborah, they said, "Why'd you kill your friends? They were our friends. Yeah, they were our friends. They, they were, were our friends." friends. And it, the craziest part is that as soon as it was really cool when Immortal came back to life, and he goes, he instantly snaps. They go, "Wait, we're gonna control Titans." They go, "We're gonna control you." He ripped the collar off instantly. He's like, "What? Get out of here!" He's like, "Where's Optimus?" Yeah. Then he just instantly was, was like, "They were like, oh, we're dead." The biggest and he was oh, like, shit they, moment of that episode. Oh could, god, yeah. Back to life, he goes, where the fuck is Omni-Man? You can bleep that out if you want. Uh, I don't know if you have the technology yet. Ah, I definitely um, don't have the technology. You can, one of the bleep is Omni-Man. <laughs> Flies out, screaming, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. We're like, where's Omni-Man? Why did you do this? So Mark definitely heard him say, why did you kill them? And when he was fighting, he, he, yeah, when he was sitting there, yeah. he was going, we trusted you. We trusted you. We yeah. trusted you. You were yeah. our friend. Yep. Like, we worked together. Like, all yep. these things that you would see, like... It kind of reminds me of being like a, in a, like a Batman thing, you know? Like Batman, I swear to God, Batman has said that somewhere in his, I've trusted you or like something like that. But crazy, like, oh my God. And then Omni Man realizes that, you know, he's like, I'm not going to defuse this. I'm just going to kill him. I'm going to have repercussions afterwards. Rips him in half. Rips him straight in half. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Omni Man's even thinking about repercussions anymore. Not anymore. Because here's the thing, I think Omni Man knows he's way too in deep to to do anything. That's why he wants to talk to. At the end of the episode, cuts out and he goes, "All right, it's time we had to talk." 
and then just cuts out. And I think so. Okay, this brings us up to the because biggest question of this show. This is going to be the biggest question where potentially one of us can put a tally on the board for being for for guessing it or for being the right one. Okay. We found out in that episode, everybody finds out Omni-Man kills the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. But here's the one thing we don't know. On live TV, they recorded him killing Immortal again. So everybody knows. Everyone knows, knows it showed about. It showed cities of people with, with in awe in shock factors. They killed him. Saying, oh my god. Ripped this dude in half. Why did Omni-Man kill the Guardians? Why did he just... Because here's the thing. The thing that I now also I think about... Is if he really wanted to kill all humans, why didn't he just continue with after he killed the guardians? Because he has a son, he has a wife. He cares about them. He cares about their lives. You could still not. You could still. He could still go on a rampage and kill everybody. And it's just. I mean, yeah, it'll be. Maybe he was. He's trying to figure out a way to get them on his side. So here's my. Here's my. So I'm. I'm a big advocate in the fact that I could be very wrong. And I'm okay with if I'm wrong because whatever outcome they have, I'll probably win. It's, so, it'll be epic anyway. <laughs> yeah, it'll be epic anyway. So I think the main thing is going to be he came to the Earth to save the Earth from the virus of people. He wants to eradicate them. He studies it, whatever, right? He meets, he runs into Deborah. They have a son. He falls in love. He becomes a hero. They idolize him, right? Something that probably never happened. He, you know, he's like, holy shit, I'm... I'm not just a villain out here. I'm a, I'm a hero. I'm the hero. I can help them. And I think for a while he probably liked it, right? He and liked being that like super yeah. figure. But I think once, I think maybe he didn't want Mark to get his powers because he didn't want Mark to have to do what a Viltrumite does. You know, he didn't want Mark to be what he didn't want. He, he just didn't want Mark to know what Viltrumites really do because he didn't have the power, whatever that may be. Right. Regardless, I think. He goes, he goes to uh, Mark, and, and he's rehearsing what he's going to tell Mark. He goes, you know, you're the only one that's going to be able to understand this. And he's like, what am I doing? And he flies away. I think the whole point is that he, he thinks Mark is going to be the only one to understand it because Mark is a Viltrumite. He's going to be like, listen, Viltrumites are made to save planets. You're made for bigger things, not just this side shit fighting, helping Machine Head or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I think that's going to be what it is. He's going to be like, listen... I came here from Viltrum to save Earth, not the people of it. And you, as a Viltrumite, you, you're going to be able to understand that because you're the most powerful thing out here. You're made to stop asteroids. He literally said, you're made to stop asteroids. Big Earth-shattering catastrophes. You're not meant to save these people. He just did it because he fell in love. And he had a family. And it got complicated. He couldn't hide his secrets. And, and again, he's angry. He's, I don't know. But I think that's where I'm at. Before I was kind of leaning that he wants him and his son to be the two beings, but I think now it's just it is what it is. Now. Yeah, you know he wants to he wants to be the father figure for his son and his, and his family, but he's got to kill the guardians because they're that's the thing. Why do you have to kill him now? Why did he? Okay, and, and when he killed them now, that's what Mark. Why didn't out. he? Why didn't he keep killing? Like, why didn't he... If that was his goal, I still go back to the statement of saying, okay, you killed them. You killed the Guardians. You killed the only people that might be able to stop you. Your son gets powers now. So now 
chalk that up as someone that could really, that could potentially stop uh, the only person New that theory. could potentially stop you. New theory. Omni Man knows Cecil's pulling all the strings, and he can't have Cecil be the power be as powerful as he is. Having old guardians on his side as backup, having everything Cecil knows and all the information, because if he tells Deborah, he's like, oh, you have to trust me. So you gotta trust me. What here. if? So what if Cecil's like? See, I'm not gonna say Cecil's the big bad. But what if Omni Man is like weary towards Cecil and the whole Gover- government government control government can can't even say it words hard government Always. corruption. He is stopping. He is the reason he killed the Guardians. I I think that's a very good theory that I would put my bet on. I would throw my 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 chip to to put a point, and if it's right, give you two points for that. Ooh. Because that's a crazy theory that I've never even thought about. I, not, not, not what if so. what if he's what if he's here to not save say maybe he is is here to save Earth, but he's here to create a society, a peaceful utopia, a peaceful utopia where you can't do if the government was like that, right? Didn't he say he came from a utopia? He, um, right? They lived in harmony. They had powers. I think I, I'm. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would advise again, not to. Again, for those listening, we say time and time again, we can easily look up things about this comic about the history of Invincible and Omni Man. We choose not to do it because this show is very new to us, and we like having that new aspect of things. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that I'm sure people know that we don't know, but we're purposely Absolutely. not knowing. We're purposely not That's doing more. Yeah. You're looking more into it. So anyway, continue. But. I'm all on board with that thing of he's here to help Earth create a peaceful society, a, a utopia. And, you know, the, the only way to stop that is by taking down the government and, and stopping all of the, the power that they control. So if you control one of the, the most powerful uh, govern, like one of the most powerful weapons, like, that's the thing, like... Didn't he say Omni-Man never took orders anyway? Yes. Everyone else took orders. Yes. He, he was never able he to control Omni-Man. Nope. So what if... Oh, I love that theory. I'm going to put my faith wow. in that theory. Because here's the thing, right? I could see that happening. And I could see them going, you know, Omni-Man, there could have... Like, I, I could see Deborah coming out to Nolan and saying, Nolan, there, there could have been another way than you deciding to kill them. But he killed them because if he made advances... They could do anything. Like he, like Cecil has all this power. He blew up Cecil's like big laser satellite. He he destroyed the big monster that Cecil was keeping to to kill yeah. him. He destroyed Immortal that Cecil had the twins bring back to life. Like I really love that idea of that whole government corruption thing, and he's here to save that save our society from it by getting everyone away from it. And if that's true. They're going to be like, if he, if he tells anyone that, if that's the case, right? He's going to be like, he's going to be looked at as a bad guy no matter what, because he's going to be like, no, there was there had to be another way. You didn't have to kill him. He's yeah. Like, no, like, I, I kind of did. And I, and I think maybe. Otherwise, they're just going to, they're going to kill other people. To play in the fact of saying, like. Because Omni-Man hasn't killed a civilian yet. No. On Earth. Um, per, not, not purposely. Besides the, in that episode, we saw him kill. No, he didn't kill them. Uh, he was going to kill them. Uh, the, the agents. He was gonna kill those those government agents, but I don't think they're civilians. civilians at that point. I don't. Okay, then I don't think we've seen him kill a civilian because he didn't kill the suit the tail the suit tailor. Not that we know of. What? 
Uh, not that we know of. I would ass- I would agree with I'm you. I'm assuming they would show it on camera. That I would ass- yeah. I would very much assume that they would show it, considering we yeah, watched them kill the the, the uh, guardians. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that they would they would have showed us this, and I think I'm all in on this theory because it it, it makes sense. And I think the reason why he could say, Mark, you're the only other person I would know because you're the only other Viltrumite, the only other person that has this sense of of perfection that, you know, this is what I want to strive for everyone for the planet Earth. Because they said Viltrumite's duty is to help help all the lesser beings become a better society. So maybe that could, yeah. I mean, it could totally be. I don't know if he said that word for word, but it was something similar to that. It could be a governmental problem, but because like that's the thing, like there's hints of him saying, you know, too bad people around mess the beautiful earth up, and also people, you know, lesser beings have to be helped. Like it's a mixed bag here. Yeah, that's why I'm still up in the air. I'm sure next week we're gonna be able to. Next week, we're gonna be talking a lot about. We honestly might not get through anything about Invincible. (laughs) Because our minds might be so blown that it's insane. And I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. And I really hope that that is what happens. Because here's the thing, right? Then Mark and Deborah talk him into, okay, well, Omni-Man, turn, turn yourself in. Like, you can't. Never. Let's do this. Let's do this. Maybe for them he will. Let's do the right way, right? Now you get Omni-Man still alive. He doesn't have to die. Mark can still learn from his father. And you get now like a in, in Omni Man, like I said, Omni Man. Just don't show me anything what you got on your phone. We don't want to. If know. it's a spoiler or anything, don't I don't want to know. I just uh, scrolling through through Twitter. It just an ad came up for Invincible. I'm like, yo, listen, they're listening. They gotta be stopped. Omni Man, stop. Where, where you at? at? Um, then See. you have, but where I was going with this was now you kind of have a Barry Allen, Henry Allen dynamic. Dude, I was just gonna say that. Where Omni Man, and here's the thing. Omni Man's gonna stay in jail because he's gonna do it for if his he family. Gets exactly. He's gonna he's gonna stay in jail because here's the thing. You're not keeping him in jail. If he wants to leave, He'll leave. he will leave. <laughs> He'll leave. Like that's the thing. You don't keep Omni Man in jail. Unless unless this all takes a downturn and, and Mark's like, You killed him? What are you doing? Yeah. He completely does not and believe snaps that. and snaps. kills him. I think he's gonna snap. I don't think, no, he's not gonna kill him. He's I just, don't think Mark could. He's gonna kill snap, him. you know, he's just gonna snap and like never trust his dad again. True, and then it could be driven. But then, what's stopping Omni Man from just destroying? He still, he still loves Mark. He still loves his his son and his and wife. Even if they go toe to toe, which they might at some point, maybe we talked about that before, you and I. But I think next episode is going to be him telling him that he killed the Guardians, Mark getting mad, him telling him and the fighting, real reason why, and fighting, and then him trying to explain the real reason while dodging all of Mark's attacks. Well, I can see Mark hitting him, and him just kind of standing and taking it. Well, I could see that. Being like, well, you feel like a man now. I'm man now. <laughs> Straight up. Like, go ahead, hit me. I don't know. Oh, wow. But I'm super excited. I cannot wait. Um, I'm, I'm, this has been my favorite show that has been out. Uh, better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Better than WandaVision. Uh, and we haven't even seen the, seri- the so season refreshing. finale. It's so refreshing. It's, it's that boys level. It's like that, that crazy yeah. superhero, like, never... Never would think a, a superhero would be doing this in a million years. But. Let's talk about another Joy Boys season three. It's. Comes out. I, did it wrap? Did they finish uh, filming? Uh, ooh, July. July of 20. Back oh, in no, July. That no, was, that's that wrong. Was, that, was, that was an old article. Oh, 
hundred percent on all of our lists. Season three comes out. I don't know if we have a date yet, but I'm excited for that. I love this. I love this type of like dark superhero type stuff. Six days ago. We'll have to dig more into it. But uh, Rich, you got anything else? You know, at the moment, no. I think next week's going to be a hell of an episode. We oh. have a lot of invincible things to talk about. And we're going to have more the Falcon and Winter Soldier theories for you guys, things we didn't get to. What else What else are we going to be able to even... Well, Superman we're gonna, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and uh, look through and maybe... Maybe we'll come back with some CW stuff as well for you guys. So we've been, but we understand we haven't been reviewing some of the CW things going on. One reason is that Superman and Lois have not been on the air, and that's and, the only thing we really care about. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Flash, even though we love the show, these last couple episodes haven't been that stellar. And honestly, they're all kind of like filler episodes in our opinion. I mean, they they have some value to them, but CW. Just like, just like, do a little better. Come on. Come on. But, okay. Uh, So, we'll see you guys again next week. We'll be back at it like always. Like, uh, I'm about to say like, comment, and subscribe, but we're not on YouTube yet. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. (laughs) But, uh, we're getting there, baby. Follow us anywhere where you got podcasts. Share the podcast with your friends and family if you think that they would enjoy this type of stuff. Uh, That'd be so much appreciated. We'd consider you a super fan. Uh, giving us yeah. some shout outs, helping us with uh, promoting this if you're enjoying it. Um, also, coming soon, Rich, tell the people what we got going on. So, we got something big in the works for you guys. Now, Mitch, myself, and Miguel here are starting our own little, little show, our little podcast, a YouTube series called Everything About Nothing. It's a show we talk about, review, debate everything. About, you know, essentially nothing. Because it, it, things stemming from, we just recorded an episode today about what the best ice cream is. Now, if you if you think it's sitting there, yo, what is the best ice cream? Well, guess what? You can watch it and you can listen to it on YouTube soon. At podcasts, anywhere you get those. Again, it's just a, it's a show. We can talk about anything we really kind of want to. Take different opinions from you guys. And we'll make some funny videos for it. Get the content out there. Um... All that coming soon, and uh, that's kind of about it. So Stay make sure tuned. you're make sure you're looking out on our social medias, following us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, following the the guys that we our friends that are streamers that stream alongside of us uh, in our kind of our nothing super brand, uh, Max Sauce and Professor Bigfoot. Um, so go ahead, check those guys out, show them some love. Sometimes you might see us on their stream, like always, uh, but. Like always, stay super. super.